Smitten, a podcast about love stories in all shapes and sizes. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> Did you read off of the your documents still? Yes. Okay. Yes, I did. Okay, maybe next week we'll get off maybe. script. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I should say maybe I didn't read off of it, but I did have it here as a clutch. As a, as a crutch. reference. Not a clutch, a crutch. A oh crutch. my gosh. Coming in clutch with the crutch. <laughs> um, okay, how are you? How is moving? Does it suck? I bet it does. Maybe it does. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, Native that pretty Nancy. much sounds... <laughs> that pretty much sums it up. Great. Uh, we are moved out of our old apartment and we are not yet moved in. Okay. But we're in the process. It's slow going. And I, I hate it so much. I just oh. want it to be done. But yeah. Well, whatever. It'll temporary. The pain yeah, is temporary. Exactly. <laughs> is there anything you want to talk about? I do have a few updates. Okay, what are your updates? My first update is that I'm thinking about going back to school. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That's hilarious. Maybe we should say, I'm thinking about quitting school, so this is perfect. <laughs> I know. What? I don't, I don't know why, but like I had this sudden urge to look into MBA programs because I don't know. I just want to like set myself up for like the best career that I could have. Yeah. But and it was like ironic because UW Tacoma uh-huh. has a MBA program that is like specifically, which I think most MBA programs are like made for people that are working full time jobs. So Ooh. it's only like meeting once a week and um, twice on Saturdays or something like that. Anyway, so I just like happened to Google it. And then they were having an informational, informational, is that a word? Anyway. Yeah. A session <laughs> that same day at 1230. So I was like, that's weird. <laughs> so I like went to the session. It was awkward though, because it was like Zoom and there was only three people. <laughs> oh, I would have um, quit right there. <laughs> I know. My mom was next to me. Otherwise, I would have bailed. But um, yeah, so I don't know. We'll see. I want to talk to a few of like the leaders at my company to see if they think it's valuable because I don't want to waste my time or my yeah. money. But, you know, because I've heard mixed reviews like, yeah, it would help you, but you don't really need it, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's oh my gosh. an update. Um. Oh, shoot. What was my other update? Oh, no. I definitely had two updates. That. Oh, 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 okay. Sorry. This is a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> my second update is that I'm going to be in Oregon, in Labor Day weekend, on Labor Day weekend, Gabe and I are like driving down the coast. So I want to see if we can have a socially distanced get together. Where are you going to be? So we're stopping first at Astoria and then we're going down to all the way down to Port Orford, which is like pretty south. I've never heard of per- Wait, it cut out. Port what? Orford. I've never heard of that. It's like on the coast south. Let's meet at the beach because Zane has been dying to go to the beach and he has his little Miata that he's... Oh, yeah. I, I I just, I can't even deal with it, but he would be so stoked to do that. We should do that. Yeah. Well, so then we're going like south, but then we're coming up back up to like Lincoln City, which oh, yeah. I think is not too far from you. No. Um. And I think Gabe's going to drive, so then they can have their car moment. 
perfect. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. On Labor Day weekend? Yeah. So. Okay. It would probably be, I mean, we can talk. We'll talk offline, you know. <laughs> I was pulling up my calendar, but then I'm like, no, we can talk about it later. So, anyways. Oh, uh, that would be the first time we've seen each other in person for. Two years? One year? A year and a half? Oh, since be- since the last time I saw you was I drove up to Canada. <gasps> so I don't know. Oh my. Okay. How has it been that long? I don't know. I'm. When was that? Distraught. Twenty eighteen. Two years. Twenty nineteen. Anyways, too long. It must have been twenty eighteen. Yeah, because oh I was my. dating Gabe at the time too. Oh my god. Yeah. And Zane wasn't there. What? And we got takeout Chinese food. Oh my gosh. Wait, what? Yeah. Whoa, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I just like stayed for the night and then left in the morning. So it wasn't like anything crazy. But regardless, it's been That's much, so long. far too long. So now I'm sad. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was living in ignorance. <laughs> well, well. We'll make it work. Yeah. Anyway, that's exciting. Yeah. Oh so, my gosh. So many things. Yeah. Those are my updates. Anyway. Anyways. <laughs> that's enough of that. Um, so, fairy tale love. I'm yes. excited to talk about this. This one, I don't know why, but I had the hardest time. Interesting. I think, I, I don't, it was just like nothing was good enough. I don't know. Well, we'll see if maybe your mind are not good enough, but I you can evaluate few. me after. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We'll we'll give a rating out of ten. Um I'm excited. This made me feel like happy to just look at happy things and stuff. Yeah. So um I have some love facts. I'm sure you do too. Question I don't more? know why I was so <laughs> Okay, I was like wait, why <laughs> So my first love fact i don't know if this is a fact this is just like a, f- a fun well a fun fact uh, anyways <laughs> moving on um a ukraine artist taras politiako politiako yeah did an, an exhibit at the natural art museum of ukraine where people come and see a woman asleep aka like sleeping beauty style and the potential suitors which i think would just be like men that are walking by would or could come and kiss her if they wanted and if she opened her eyes then they are both contractually obligated (laughs) 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 they are both contractually obligated to get married what (laughs) she said wait who is the person the person is a a real person laying down like sleeping beauty yeah and it's just some random person yeah well she's an artist she's like doing a performing art kind of thing okay and she said if it is my true love i will feel it on an intuitive level if i don't i just won't open my eyes <laughs> confident <laughs> so that's brave right you gotta have real sensitive lips for that <laughs> like mm, eight out of ten uh, we'll wait <laughs> keep them close yeah you just have to blink really bad but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. So, anyways, my my wow. love facts are kind of like a, a modge podge of random things that are semi adjacent <laughs> to fairy tales. So, 
Anyways. As they always are when yes. it comes to love facts. Yes. Yeah. Um, so my first love fact comes from um, somebody named Marina Warner, who is the author of a book called Once Upon a Time, A Short History of Fairy Tale. And she argues that we're drawn so strongly to fairy tales because they are stories that try to find the truth and give us glimpses of greater things. She goes on to argue that what motivates the untrue stories within fairy tales is a need to move beyond the limits of reality. Mm. So like reality TV, but, <laughs> you know, like better. Fairy tale edition. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's the original reality TV. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, that fits in directly with my next love fact, which I okay. thought you were going to talk about. Um, so... I found who wrote the first ever fairy tale. And so a lot of people think the Grimm brothers are like the pioneers of fairy tales. Yeah. But that's not true. What? So it was actually a woman. Her name was... Typical. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Her name was Marie Catherine de Alnoy. Uh-huh. And she was born in 1650 and was the first person to coin the term Conte de Fées, a.k.a. fairy tale. I guess she's French. French. (laughs) Um, So she coined the term as well as wrote the first fairy tale titled The Isle of Happiness. And the cool thing about her is that the women in her stories were the opposite of the very submissive female characters that, you know, were present in the Grimm Brothers or like other fairy tales. They were very independent and like going against societal norms. So she's a badass and she wrote about badass women. So pretty cool. No wonder she got overshadowed. Right. Ugh. So I'll have to go read those to my kids when I have them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> this is not my pregnancy announcement. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> um, <laughs> um, my, next, my next love fact is um, it comes from an article for the National Storytelling Network, um, which is written by Laura Packer, who says that Fairy tales are stories of love and loss, desire and death, riches and ruins. They teach us how to survive in this wily and wicked world. They are a shortcut to common understanding of the way the world works. Which I think is interesting, especially, I don't know if you are going to talk about this, but with like how fairy tales are, um, how fairy tales are like lessons for kids, you know, like don't go into the woods. Yeah. Morals and stuff. Yeah. Right. Um, but then if you think about that and like love and how fairy tale love is so unrealistic, yeah. how does that work? It's interesting because it's like, <laughs> why do you, why do you need to add the layer of love, right? Like, yeah, children's if that's story. the point. I guess it's maybe not the, it's like your two love facts combined, right? Like you want to escape reality and think of this mm-hmm. like love world where you know, Prince Charming comes in and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But also like, you know. If you're a good person and you do good things, you'll get the happy ending kind of thing. Yeah, so. that's a good point. Good analysis. Wow. <laughs> oh, love that. My next love fact <laughs> is about, or is that there are more than 700 versions of Cinderella and it has been translated to almost every language. Wow. Which I feel like there's more than 700 languages in the world. I don't know. And then the <laughs> sub fact to that uh-huh. is that 
the this fact actually doesn't have to do with anything. I'm just going to skip that part. So in the many <laughs> versions, in the 700 versions of Cinderella, the ugly stepsisters have a bunch of different names. So here are a few of them. So Clorinda and Thisbe, Buttercup and Daisy, Euthanasia. Oh. Nope. <laughs> oh. I'm pretty sure that's what that says. <laughs> Euthanasia and Asphyxia. Oh, that. <laughs> um, Alexis and Crystal, posh and scary. So Spice? Apparently, Spice Girls reenactment of Cinderella. Perfect. I don't know about the euthanasia and asphyxia. I, I'm. They are mean. Right. Yeah. So, huh. anyways. My last love fact is um, kind of a silly one, and it was from a very badly written article. No offense to Janine. Oh, you're going to call them out. (laughs) Asimos. Well, she is the author, so I need to give her credit. Um, (laughs) Yes. But (laughs) it didn't make that much sense, but I thought it was funny. So according to an eHarmony blog post by Jeannie Asimos, Here's how to know if your love is real or just a fairy tale romance. Okay. <laughs> Number one, intensity is not a sign of genuine love. Okay. Fair. Taking notes here. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, you want to believe the fairy tale, which I think she means like you're put on a pedestal and it's all one sided and you're like giving into the like dream that. Okay. This person is like building you up, but you're not right. paying attention to the reality of like Got it. the actual relationship. Head in the clouds. Th- that's my interpretation of what sure. it is. <laughs> Great analysis. <laughs> <laughs> and number three is you ignore the red flags, which I think she means like people or your partner or whatever is going over the top to show you their affection, but they're being like creepy about it, but like you're right. enjoying the. If it's a fairy tale love, you're enjoying all the attention without yeah. acknowledging, like, why are you so obsessed with me? Right. Know? Yeah. Like, you're enjoying the intensity, but it's yeah. just fake because it's lust, not love. Yeah. So, if you need more love advice, go to <laughs> eharmonyblog.com. <laughs> I don't know. I, love it. I don't think that's the address, but. <laughs> no. It might be. Love that. Sorry, go to eHarmony.com slash blog. There you go. You'll find it right away. <laughs> I'm sure that's the only blog post. They just yeah. started and ended there. I mean, it kind of warrants that, but... Yikes. <laughs> um, okay, two more love facts from me. I have an astronomy love fact because we are, in fact, Ooh. a space podcast, in case you forgot. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, the Goldilocks zone in space, have you heard about that? No. Okay, great. I'm glad you haven't. I took astronomy in college as my science because I didn't want to take I forgot about that. Like, chemistry? (laughs) Nope. Astronomy? Yes. Um, So, the Goldilocks zone in space, you know, space TM, uh, is the habitable? 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 Oh, I said it once. I don't know if I can say it again. The Goldilocks zone is the habitable region. Did I say it right? Yeah. Okay. Around a star where orbiting planets similar to Earth can support liquid water. So saying like it's neither too hot nor no, 
nor too cold just right. So Makes sense. Yeah. In 2010, astronomers found a Goldilocks planet that is titled Jalice 581G, which is about three times the size of Earth and lies in the habitable, in the habitable zone of its star. So, interesting. Well, that's probably useful to, a useful thing to know. <laughs> when Earth goes down, so... We'll be going Yikes. to the Gordie, Gordie Locks, Goldilocks <laughs> planets next. Equipped with all of our space knowledge. Right. <laughs> My last fact is that in 2012, The Guardian, which is a newspaper, ran no. an ad relating to the tale of the three little pigs in the style of modern news coverage, revealing that the pigs had falsely accused the wolf of blowing down the house and they were attempting insurance fraud. And the way they proved that they'd falsely accused the wolf is that the wolf had asthma and it couldn't blow down the house. Anyways, it's like, <laughs> it sounds so stupid, but if you watch it, it like won uh, an award from the Cannes Music Festival. It was like so well produced. It, it's like a like a true crime, not true crime, but like almost like an action like produce, production. I... I put the links in the sources. You have to go watch it at some point because it was like a whole thing. Is it a YouTube video? It, yeah, it's um two minutes long. So. We can link it in the. We can like embed it in the love facts yeah. section. I'll do. That, I want to watch that. That because that does sound very stupid. It. it but I wasn't <laughs> even gonna watch it. I was like, this yeah. is so stupid. But I'm like, okay, how am I gonna talk about it without watching it? And so I watched it, and I was like. This is really well done. Huh. But the pigs look kind of creepy because it's like human <laughs> and it's like humans oh. wearing pig heads. I don't like oh. that part. Um, it's, it's, I thought it was cartoon. It's not cartoon. It's not cartoon. You just have to watch it. Just okay. give it a chance. Don't knock okay. it until you try it. And if you hate it, then <laughs> whatever. I don't. So Then you have a bad taste <laughs> in film. <laughs> yeah. But those are my love facts. Yay. Okay. Let's hear your stories. Okay. So I have two stories today because the first one was a little too... Well, they're both kind of short, so you get two Perfect. for one. A two for... One might say it uh, resembles what a listener love will look like when... Yes. We get some... Yes. So smittenpodcast.com. If you have a key love story or a terrible love story or a funny love story, go submit it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, my first story is about Pamela and Carl. At least, I'm pretty sure her name is Pamela. Um, The story was written by Pamela, and it was in first person, and she never mentioned her name, so I'm just going to assume her name is Pamela. Sorry if that's not her name. I think that logic makes sense. Thank you. Okay. Glad it does. (laughs) Can I look at the pictures? For sure. There's only one picture of each one to go with each story, just because that's all I could find. So, This is cute. Yeah. March of 1962, on the Santa Monica Pier, Pamela took a picture of herself in a four for a quarter photo booth. And she showed that photo to her neighbor, who had a boyfriend that was a sailor named Larry. Now, Larry asked if he could take the picture back to the Port Hunami Naval Base in Oxnard, California, to show two brothers who he thought would like to meet Pamela, which like this is like on online dating, but you know, it's like, or like setting up on a blind date. Yeah. Yeah. 
but like uh in real life yeah <laughs> yeah without the like internet to hide behind. um anyways so the next weekend larry brought back two photos of both the brothers and they both decided they wanted to meet her <laughs> you brought back pictures yeah and so since they both wanted to meet her it was up to her to choose which one she wanted to meet which like i don't like you imagine that. the drama I, like actually i would like that because i like you know the power that yeah. comes with that <laughs> but. yeah but it's like it's more it's not even that they're friends they're brothers you know like that's awkward so anyways but yeah why would they do that desperate to find a wife <laughs> um so she was 15 also i don't know i'm not sure how old carl was at the time mm. so she ended up choosing carl out of the two brothers uh and carl and pamela met and shortly thereafter carl took pamela to her sweet 16 party um they began to see each other on the weekends when carl wasn't you know doing navy stuff and (laughs) she wasn't really allowed to date so they watched tv or did other things with friends um carl would hitchhike to come visit pamela so it would take him hours to get there and okay this is like the fairy tale part so one night after hitchhiking he this actually kind of it could go fairy tale or like horror (laughs) true crime (laughs) okay um but it's fairy tale don't um (laughs) one night after hitchhiking he called her from the payphone down the street and asked if he could come see her but it was after 9 p.m and her dad said no so she or she said of course my world ended and i cried a bucket of tears which (laughs) is so funny like thinking back to 16 year old me you know when my mom's like no you can't like go see a boy at 10 p.m on a school night i'm like why at a random phone booth yeah Yeah. (laughs) like why not come on mom it's love please um and then so after that they hung up but a few minutes later she heard something hitting the sliding glass door on the balcony of her second story window or room so she went out to the balcony and there carl was she told him to stop because he was gonna get her in trouble yeah but he carl said, yeah <laughs> He said he came all this way and wasn't leaving without a kiss, which, like, mm, a little bit, you know. If she's consenting, you know. Right. Yeah, sure. Unless he's, you know, 25. Right. Mm, Who knows? I'm I'm assuming they're hopefully Let's assume the best. Okay, wait. Also, time out. Doesn't he look like Tom Hanks? Yes. Like, exactly like Tom Hanks? (laughs) Like, is that that Tom Hanks? (laughs) I've been, like, thinking, who... Who is that this whole time? And yeah, it clicked when you said that. Absolutely. He said he came all this way and wasn't leaving without a kiss. Pamela said she wasn't allowed to go downstairs, so she waved goodbye and went inside. Soon after that, something hit the glass door again, but harder and louder. So she went out to the balcony and Carl was hanging from the balcony railing (laughs) (laughs) and said that he wouldn't leave without a kiss. So she bent down and gave him a kiss, and he dropped to the ground and hitchhiked home. A little over two <laughs> years later, they got married and lived happily ever after. Oh, my gosh. So his persistence yeah. paid off. And that was her what first a- kiss. Like, can you imagine a first oh, kiss story? I didn't realize story? Yeah. they hadn't kissed yet. No. Uh, like with him hanging off a balcony yeah. or That's like every 2000s, like, rom-com ever and i love that yeah. 
I also think it's a good test of like strength and agility to make your first kiss partner like do that, you know? The rope squirts. <laughs> Before you can kiss me. Hang from my balcony. Thank you. That's hilarious. Um, I feel like those 2000s movies just really set my expectations high. And I live on the second st- or my like childhood room aka my still my room now is <laughs> on the second story but there's no like tree or way yeah. to climb up to my room so unfortunate also raccoons live right outside on my roof <laughs> so they can be my <laughs> fairy tale love <laughs> throwing rocks at my window sometimes so. <laughs> i have a video of a raccoon peeking its head through the window of my room and i would share it but it also shows a very, very messy drawer. So I'll think about you it. You can share it with me. Okay, I'll share it with you at some point. Not right now. Um, okay, so that was my first story. Now my second story, which is more of a doozy in the best way. Can I change pictures? Yeah. Okay. This story is about Eureka and Eric. So the summer of 2005, they both worked at a kid's summer camp in Arkansas. Eric was on the lake crew, and Eureka was a regular camp counselor. So they would have days off of being counselors, and on the days leading up to their next day off, Eric was leaving love letters at Eureka's cabin with reasons why he loved her. And finally, when the day arrived for their day off, he took her to the castle hotel where he surprised her, and they both had the two-hour whole works spot treatment what i know don't worry it gets better (laughs) i'd marry that person right then (laughs) i know i've always said i i intend to marry a masseuse and unfortunately that did not happen but well he can always you know study (laughs) study up same (laughs) um so after their spa treatment he surprised her with dinner reservations at hibachi grill restaurant where the japanese chef cooked for them After that, as the sun was setting, they were heading back to camp, but Eric suggested that they stop by the marina uh, where Eric's boat was docked. They approached Eric's boat, and it was filled with rose petals. They went out on a ride, and it was pitch black by now. Eric told Eureka to cover her eyes, and then a few moments later told her to open them. Directly in front of them was the camp's beachfront with the words, marry me, written in large flames across the shore. What? Yeah. This would have been a great story for proposals, but I didn't wait, find it. No, I wait, 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 wait. Were they dating? Yeah. Did I miss that? Sorry. I didn't say <laughs> or- that, but. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was like, wow, he's really going all out. Oh, just for, to, like, ask just for a to date. Ask her. Yeah. Okay, sorry. They were dating. Um. <laughs> <laughs> wait so, weird they're da- they're i guess that's not weird maybe actually. they're like 20s you know who knows yeah uh <laughs> um the first words out of yuriko's mouth were can i get a dog <laughs> <laughs> my um, one condition <laughs> he then gave her a ring that he had personally designed and like worked oh. with a jeweler to create and then drove the boat to the camp's dock that was lined with candles. There was a table with two chairs, a plaid tablecloth, and a dozen roses. And Eric sat Eureka down with some of her favorite foods, 
including local apple pie, hot chocolate, and ice cream. Then they called all their friends and family to tell them the great news and got to celebrate with the rest of the camp counselors and staff. I just love, I just love how much food is included in that day. Like that's the right kind of day, you know? I know. And just like a lot of planning and activities, like, you know, location changes, boats, (laughs) you know, I just love that. There's a lot of effort there. There Good job, Eric. Eric. Yeah. So that was cute. I wish I would have found it for the proposal story, but still like a fairy tale, you know? Yeah. Especially when you're like just at you're like working mm-hmm. at a camp and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, yeah. that's adorable. Yeah. So those are my two fairy tale love stories, and it was really fun. There was I found another one. I'll just honorable mention it right now, but <laughs> the premise was that they both were part of the British musical production of Aladdin, and I think oh. Okay, obviously I didn't use this, so I don't know all the details, but I think they were Aladdin and Jasmine, and he proposed to her on stage, like, you know, as Aladdin and her. Are you allowed to do that? I mean, I guess. (laughs) It kind of takes away from the magic, like the kids in the audience are like, what the hell is going on? (laughs) Like, I thought that was Aladdin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so. Anyways. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Those are sweet. Um, And that's good, because, okay, we're reversing roles a little bit. Okay, I know this is fairy tale love, but my story is more of a it it um reflects the tragedy, okay? Sometimes in sure. fairy tales. Yeah. So two sides to every coin, right? Yeah. Are we ready for it? I'm ready. Okay. Lay it on me. So, as I said, I really struggled with this theme. Um and, you know, maybe that's just a personal problem i don't know (laughs) (laughs) but i'm covering what i believe is our first celebrity love story yeah and it is that of johnny cash and june carter um so just to preface these are obviously like very famous people who did a lot with their lives so i'm inevitably going to skip some important things that they did and things that they went through um, but I want to focus mostly on their love story because even though there are some um, questionable things that happen, it's a very, like, cute kind of uh, deep love story that I yeah. think is uh, reflective of the love that you would find in a fairy tale is yeah. my <laughs> reasoning. <laughs> I, you you sold me. I'm, I'm here. Okay. So... Johnny Cash was born J.R. Cash on February 26, 1932, in Kingsland, Arkansas, to a family of poor sharecroppers. He and his family faced economic hardship as he grew up, uh, since it was the Great Depression. Um, And so his his real name is J.R., which I didn't know about. I don't know that much about Johnny Cash. Me neither. (laughs) Um, but it came from a compromise between his mom and his dad because his mom wanted to name him John and his dad wanted to name him Ray. So they didn't name him like John Ray. They just named him J.R. Okay. (laughs) And, um, when he enlisted in the Air Force in July 1950, he was like signing up and the guy signing him up was like, your name's (laughs) J.R.? Like, you have it's to have kinda, a name. Well, yeah, like, what does it stand for? You know, but it <laughs> yeah. doesn't. It's like, so it's just like, JR, bro. 
so I guess JR was like, fine, it's John. And oh. so that's where John came from. Got it. Um, so he enlisted in the Air Force mm-hmm. and he went and served in West Germany for a little while. Mm. And um, he left the Air Force in July 1954. Okay. And just before entering the service, Cash started a relationship with Vivian Liberto. And they wrote a bunch of love letters back and forth while Cash was deployed. And when he returned to the U.S., they got married. And they later went on to have four daughters together. Wow. Which is a lot of daughters. That is. They're probably trying <laughs> for a boy. And they're like, dang it. <laughs> um, after they got married, Cash and Vivian moved to Memphis, where he sold appliances for a while. Imagine having bought your, like, stove from Johnny Cash. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I bet you could sell it now for, like, you know, whatever good amount. Yeah. Um, But eventually he met a man named Sam Phillips, who was founder of Sun Records in 1955. Mm. And um, when, when Cash met Sam, he played Sam one of his own songs called Hey Porter, and Sam Phillips liked it so much that he asked he asked Cash to write a sad song to go with it. Oh. So Johnny Cash went home, wrote the new song in 15 minutes Holy called cow. Cry, Cry, Cry. I know. And thus began his path to fame. And Sun Records is credited with calling him Johnny. Okay. Like going from John to Johnny. So that's where Johnny Cash came from. Okay. Uh, June Carter was born Valerie June Carter on June 23rd, 1929 in Mesa Springs, Virginia. And her parents were actually like successful country music artists. Oh. So she began singing from a young age. And the Carter family as a whole was like a music group. So she was a part of that from the time she was like 10 years old. Wow. Yeah. By 1950, she and her sisters and her mother, alongside lead guitarist Chet Atkins, were playing at the Grand Old Opry in Nashville. As a result, Carter met and became friends with other big musicians of the time, like Hank Williams and Elvis Presley. Ooh, I don't know who Hank Williams is, but... Some old guy, I don't know. Sure. Elvis. (laughs) Got that one. Um... In 1952, June married her first husband, singer Carl Smith, and the two had one daughter together. And a fun fact about June Carter is that she is a distant relative of U.S. President Jimmy Carter. Oh, interesting. I know. I was like, whoa. (laughs) Wow. Hmm. That's like a weirdly successful family from like. Yeah. 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 That's for sure. Okay. So here is where their stories converge. And it's a little bit confusing because the timeline of, like, their marriages and when they meet and get together is kind of confusing, um, in part because they, like, meet while they're still married. Oh. And so it's not exactly clear when things happen. So we're okay. just going to go with it. Got it. And let me know if you get confused. All right. Okay. <laughs> So, in 1956, Johnny Cash performed for the first time at the Grand Ole Opry. And having recently released I Walk the Line, Johnny was rising in popularity. At this time, Carter was still married to Carl Smith. And while waiting backstage at the Opry, Johnny Cash was welcomed by none other than... 
Carl Smith, who okay. then introduced him to June Carter. His wife. At the time. Carl Wait. Smith's wife. Wait. June yeah. Carter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I've always wanted to meet you, Cash told Carter, since he had grown up listening to June Whoa. perform with her family. Whoa. <clears throat> Despite being married at the time, the Vintage News reports, Cash was immediately smitten (laughs) with Carter after introducing himself. (laughs) I love it. I just had to include that. Wait, did Um, that news people actually say that? Yeah. Love it. Uh, Shout out to the Vintage News. Yes. Um, Carter was also aware of Cash because she was friends with Elvis who knew of Johnny Cash. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, so she responded with something like, I feel like I already know you from Elvis. I feel like I've known you my whole life. <laughs> Carter later said, I can't remember anything else we talked about except his eyes. Those black eyes that shone like agates. He had a command of his performance that I had never seen before. Just a guitar and a bass and a gentle kind of presence that made not only me, but whole audiences become his followers. Wow. Can That's I like can a I statement? It is. Yo. Oh, yes. Look at the okay. pictures. Sorry. Also, is Johnny Castle the one that's like, I fell into the burning yes. ring of fire? Yes. Okay. We'll get there. Okay. So there's, yeah, Johnny Cash and June Carter and then them together. Oh. Don't, don't go yet. Okay. I mean, I guess you can. It's whatever. Okay. Okay, so shortly after meeting Cash, June divorced Smith and Ooh. married her second husband, Edwin oh. Rip Nix. Not Johnny Cash. Uh-oh. She married some different guy right after she met Johnny Cash. Hmm. So she got married to Edwin Nix in 1957, and Nix was a former football player, police officer, and race car driver. <laughs> wow. What? A triple threat, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> truly um and she and nix had one daughter together okay so we're like total of six kids between the johnny cash and june carter at this point yes (laughs) so as i said before the beginning of johnny and june's as i said before As I said before, the beginning of the relationship between Johnny and June isn't really clear because they were never very clear about it because they were both falling in love with each other while they were still married. Right. But what we do know is that the two started touring together in 1960s, Mm. in the 1960s, with Carter regularly doing backup vocals and duets with Cash. Okay. In a 2000 interview with Rolling Stone, after explaining that she had never said very much about how she and Cash fell in love, June Carter said, It was not a convenient time for me to fall in love with him, and it wasn't a convenient time for him to fall in love with me. One morning, about four o'clock, I was driving my car about as fast as I could. I was miserable, and it all came to me. I'm falling in love with somebody I have no right to fall in love with, I thought. I can't fall in love with this man. But it's just like a ring of fire. <gasps> oh and thus the song Ring of Fire was born. <laughs> oh my god! So Carter wrote the song along with Merle Kilgore, some person, 
and it became one of uh, Johnny Cash's best hits in 1963. So this was still even before they were married. Oh my gosh. I know. So although both Johnny and June were still married to other people at the time, Cash had similar feelings. In an interview with Rolling Stone later, Cash explained, We hadn't said I love you. We were afraid to say it because we knew what was going to happen, that eventually we were both going to be divorced and we were going to go through hell, which we did. And divorce finally came. In 1966, Vivian Liberto filed for divorce filed for divorce after suspecting that Cash was having an affair with Carter. Well, wonder why? <laughs> women's intuition, right? <laughs> Alleged, right? Um, so Cash and Liberto's daughter reported to People Magazine that the divorce seemed inevitable, even though it was so painful for her mom, Vivian. Um, but their divorce was granted in 1967, and June divorced Edward Nix in 1966. Okay. After their divorces, Cash reportedly tried to tried a few times to propose to Carter, but each time she said no. <laughs> Yikes. So then, in 1968, Johnny Cash was performing at the London Ice House in Ontario, when he proposed to June one final time in front of 7,000 people. And that's she said of, yes. That's kind I, of... It, you're like trapping her. Yeah. I feel like that too. But I also feel like maybe she had been saying no before because of like reasons that were not... That she didn't want to marry him, you know? Yeah. Like more practical reasons or right. whatever. She obviously but, wanted to, or she had feelings, but she didn't maybe like yeah. publicity or, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like that was more the case, but yeah, it is a little questionable. Yeah. Um, but she appeared to be down with it because they married soon after on okay. March 1st, 1968 in Franklin, Kentucky. Nice. I thought you were going to say they got married in Vegas by Elvis Presley. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been the way to do it. Right. Um, so Johnny and June had one son together in 1970, and they named him John Carter Cash, which is quite the name. It is, if you ask me. Um, although their love for each other was strong, the couple faced many obstacles. Uh, specifically, Johnny's substance abuse proved mm. very challenging for the couple. Yeah. Um, As he gained popularity in the 1950s, Johnny started drinking excessively and using drugs, specifically amphetamines. And Johnny's drug use was part of why his first marriage ended in divorce. It wasn't Mm. just the affair or potential affair, I guess, (laughs) but also the drug use. Is amphetamines like meth? Methamphetamine? I I think that's part of what meth is. I don't know if he was doing meth. Got it. But. Okay. Welcome to our drug podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's why his first marriage ended, or part of why it ended. Um, but it can his usage continued during his marriage to June, um, and it got him in trouble with the law. So Cash was arrested seven times throughout Ooh. his life, usually related to drug and alcohol offenses. Um, but he didn't really spend any time in jail typical white man privilege <laughs> yeah um so two of his most notable offenses both occurred in 1965 
the first one was when he got caught with over a thousand amphetamine tablets crossing the border from mexico back to the u.s so drug trafficking hello (laughs) (laughs) zero jail time (laughs) yikes and um the second was also 1965 when his camper caught on fire near los padres national forest in california and he accidentally started a legit forest fire oh my god that burned hundreds of acres and killed a lot of endangered (gasps) condors in the region and he got like sued by the government but apparently it didn't affect him that much (laughs) so did did it catch on fire because he was like making drugs or he was on just like <laughs> stupid. Well, I'm thinking like Breaking Bad, you know. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't know if it was drug related or okay. just. I just know that he got sued. Okay. So I that it's just notable. Yeah, sure. You don't know every <laughs> single specific detail about the case. Come on, <laughs> do better. Uh, <laughs> um. So there was also some infidelity on John's part. I oh. think. Okay like in the relationship with june or yeah okay well i mean if he's cheating with you yeah um but johnny credits june with helping him overcome his addictions she was there for him while he was in and out of rehab and while he was experiencing sobriety and relapses Mm. And in a 2000 interview with Rolling Stone, again, Johnny Cash explained that Carter had saved his life more than once. He said, she loves me in spite of myself. She has saved my life more than once. She's always been there with her love, and it has certainly made me forget the pain for a long, long time, many times. When it gets dark and everybody's gone home and the lights are turned off, it's just me and her. Oh, (laughs) that's right in the heart. So it's like messed up, but like, yeah, that's um, yeah. Well, and June, I don't know. June herself also had her own struggles, including compulsive shopping and recreationally taking prescription medications. Mm. According to their son's 2000 memoir, which is titled "Anchored in Love: An Intimate Portrait of June Carter Cash," so it was kind of. A ride for both of them. When did they have a son? Is that this in, photo? Oh yes. wait, in 1970. You totally John J- Carter. John Carter. John Carter Cash. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I remember now. Okay, got it. Yeah, um, so they had him like two years after they got married. Their son in this photo. I'm sure he's an adorable kid, but he looks a little bit like a demon. So yeah, he does. Actually. Sorry, John Carter Cash. Um, <laughs> if you're listening, we're sorry. <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> Both Johnny Cash and June Carter continued to produce music, participate in some religious stuff like gospel music and other kinds of religious stuff, and just generally live life together. Uh, June also did some philanthropy. And overall, they were both country music legends and each won a lot of awards individually. And together, they reached number two on U.S. charts for their 1967 duet of the song Jackson. And they won a 1968 Grammy for Best Country Western Performance Duet. And they also won a Grammy in 1971 for the Best Country Vocal Performance Duo for their duet of the song, If I Were a Carpenter. (laughs) You know, I ask myself that question often. I'm not familiar with their repertoire, but... (laughs) (laughs) Wow. 
Wow. Well, that's a lot of musical clout that that family has, for sure. Yeah. Um, And in 2005, a film called Walk the Line was released that detailed a fictional account of John and June's love story. Mm. It was based on Cash's two memoirs, and it starred Joaquin Phoenix as Cash and Reese Witherspoon as Carter. And it was generally well-received. I remember watching this movie, like, when it came out, because my sister likes Johnny Cash. (laughs) I I remember the title. I don't think I've seen it, but... Yeah. Maybe I will now. June Carter died on May 15th, 2003, after 35 years of marriage to Johnny Cash from complications following a surgery to replace a heart valve. Yeah. At her funeral, her stepdaughter, one of Cash's daughters from his marriage to Vivian, Mm -hmm. said if being a wife were a corporation, June would have been CEO. It was her most treasured role. And what was his last performance shortly after June's death, right performing Ring of Fire, Cash said, the spirit of June Carter overshadows me tonight with the love she had for me and the love I have for her. We connect somewhere between here and heaven. Oh she my. came down. <laughs> she came down for a short visit, I guess, from heaven to visit with me tonight to give me courage and inspiration like she always has. I thank God for June Carter. I love her with all my heart. And Johnny Cash died in September of that year, only four months after June Carter. <laughs> uh. <laughs> In response to a question on Vanity Fair's uh, Proust questionnaire that asked for his description of paradise, Cash said, this morning, with her, having coffee. So even though their relationship started out weirdly and their marriage was far from perfect, I think that they were just two people with serious issues who kept loving each other in spite of everything that was happening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's sad. Yeah. It's like the, the, that's like the romantic movie that you want to watch and keep watching and you're rooting for yeah. them and then it like ends in the sad, it's like the notebook kind of love. That's, yeah, that's, definitely. That's how I feel. Yeah. Definitely. Wow. Yeah. It's a, a little bit of a tragic love story, yeah. but, but also not that tragic no, in that I, they like yeah. had a good love right. together. They, like, live their lives, live their love, but, you know, it has to come to an end, which is so sad, but... Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, Johnny Cash, I never gave you a second thought, but <laughs> I am, you know, this was a cute story. I appreciate this yeah. story. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes! <laughs> no, that was good. This was happy. I liked it. Uh, yeah, I, um... It took me 5,000 years to decide on a story, and yeah, I think that one is sweet. Yeah. It's sweet. It is. We definitely switched roles this week, because I'm normally the one, like, scrambling to find a story and being like, I don't know. And I know. Well, and you're like, it's, next week's going to be happy. (laughs) No, that was still happy. I'm still happy. I still got the happy goosebumps kind of thing. Okay, good. So. Good. Um. But it's also, like, I'm normally the one that's like, oh, this has a bad ending, so. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, next week's theme. So, I was thinking that for next week, we could do a non-romantic kind of love. Okay. 
and I was thinking we could do love between sisters. Oh, okay. We both have one sister each. <laughs> we each no. have a sister, I should say. We each have a sister, and we're the youngest. We're both the youngest. We're both the youngest. Yeah. yeah so we we get how complicated that relationship it can is be. Complicated. That's for yeah. sure. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited. <laughs> I I already have a story in mind. Oh, you do? Good. Um. Wow. Well, I'm excited for that. We haven't really done a romantic, non-romantic type of Well, love. since a mother's love. Right. So. Was our other one. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Spitten Podcast. As I always like to say... You can find all those links in the show notes. We put them there for you, so they're so easy. They are. Yeah. Very easy. If you are enjoying (laughs) listening to Smitten, you could leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or, you know, like wherever you can. Just leave us a review. (laughs) Please. (laughs) So, please. Please. Yeah. (laughs) But um, we'll catch you next week with some sister love. Oh, no. Sister wives. (laughs) Sister. (laughs) <laughs> That's why I worded it. Love between sister. I don't know. Well, sister love. Sure. A mother's love. I guess. Yeah. Whatever. Love between sisters. We'll You'll find out what we do. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh.